And now for a little bit of trivia. The name of this podcast is called Spittin' Dirt. Now, based on the title, what would you say this podcast is about? Is it A, bringing you live updates from the most prestigious runways in the world? B, a story time show with fun topics like dinosaurs and animals for kids? Or C, a show about getting dirty, trail adventures, and badass projects from the garage. We think you know the answer. This is Spittin' Dirt. We're off-road enthusiasts, sharing our experiences with all-terrain vehicles on and off the trail. If you hear this... physically stimulated you're listening to the right show this is spitting dirt and here are your hosts roly and scott five four three two one go hey everybody welcome back to spitting dirt how's it going sky good good it's good to be back in the studio we uh we missed a week so we gotta catch up I know, just I'm so excited getting ready for the season, snow starting to melt, and then Mother Nature came back and threw some more snow on us up here, and it's melting again. So, uh, yeah, just trying to get some gear together, the machine ready, and get sidetracked with some of the things around the house, and just we had to get back on here. Yeah, I I hear you. It snowed a little bit, uh, but decided it would rather rain, so it's been uh, gloomy out. Uh, Nicer today, starting to dry up. Most of the snow is gone now. There's just little patches, you know, under some trees, hiding where all the, where the sun never gets to it. Um, so yeah, I'm ready for the riding season. I uh, need to go pick up my machine from the lake, bring it here so I can uh, do some local riding and uh, pull that new uh, trailer behind it. So let's just clear that up. When you say you're picking up your machine from the lake, you're not talking like from in the lake, are you? <laughs> no, not from inside the lake. That would uh, that would not be good. <laughs> it's uh, it's been stored at our lake lot over the winter because again I didn't ride it at all. Um, I did ride the snowmobile. I actually got that out with uh, the new top end rebuilt, but. The side-by-side didn't get touched, so now it's time to bring it here so it can be touched. Yeah, well, speaking of, uh, well, like you said, your sled and your side-by-side and stuff, um, just out of curiosity, when you were, it's something that I always kind of ask people and stuff like that, um, when you were looking to buy your machines of whatever, whether it was a wheeled machine, track machine, what was your big sell point? Like, did you like look at warranty? Did you I'm look cheap. at? I'm br- cheap. Okay, so, <laughs> you, so you, it's a price thing, right? So it's a price thing for sure for you. Like best bang for the buck. Warranty. Well, it, it all depends on where I'm at in life, right? Um, if I didn't have a machine right now, uh, I probably would go out and get one of the uh, more pricier mid twenties machine because uh, you know that now that's where you're you're a good size machine you're uh starting at easily 20 grand canadian um and the ones that i want are around the 25k mark 
And for our American listeners, uh, 20, 25K Canadian is, I believe that's uh, 50 bucks American, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so when you're out there, like I, I'm always, like even though I got a machine, I'm always looking online. I'm looking at the newest and greatest things that are coming out, the technology and stuff. Like, uh, what is it? You got the Polaris Ranger North edition, which blows my mind. Complete closed-in cab, air conditioning, heat, wiper, wet, w- windshield washer fluid. Like, it's like, oh, my God. Like, why, and why even isn't the, that I, I'm not gonna, legal yet? <laughs> I, you know, exactly. It just needs the signal lights, the horn, and stuff. And I'm like, I'm not going to talk about price point or anything like that. I'm just like... Just all the new tech out there that that's bringing it's, into the you know things are getting wider, things are getting longer. It's almost well, like you've it's at the point that si- side by sides are now almost on par with the basic entry level Jeep price. Yeah. So and you're getting backup uh, cameras now too on some of these models. Yeah, and uh, so <laughs> so I, I like looking at the tech stuff. I like looking at the cool things. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, and then there's like your brand, your brand reputation. You got your pros and your cons. So you got your guys that are for Polaris and against Polaris and guys that are for Can-Am and against Can-Am. And you know how it is out on the trails, how, you know, we all rib each other with our rides. It doesn't matter what the logo is on it, but there's always a good Yamaha joke or a good Articat joke and stuff like that. Um, but brand reputation. Um, if you're buying new, you're looking at warranty, like most of these machines, like six month warranty, you know, some of them, if you get a good deal, you can get a one year warranty. So what is your big draw? Like you're out shopping. We'll just say like, you know, like I, like for your machine now, like you said, it was a good price point, but now when you're looking online, what's, what's drawing your attention online now? When I, uh, you know, looked before, uh, and even now, but I didn't know as much then, so I'll I want to go with that for any oh. of our listeners out there that are new to the sport. When I I wasn't new to the sport, but I was new to uh, you know buying a uh, let's say a Honda three hundred four by four quad. Uh, I it, when I was looking for a quad, uh, I bought a sport uh, sports. Blah, 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 I can't even speak. I bought a 2L drive Honda. I'm losing my. I'm sorry. <laughs> I get. I'll cut this out. <laughs> so no, no, no. But so what you're saying is like, so with your Honda, you kind of like that was like reputation, name reputation, at so that point. I'll try and restart here. So when I was looking to go and purchase my own machine up in Fort St. John, I wanted to go with a sport quad. So two-wheel drive, racing quad, really, uh, you know, uh, have a clutch and just rip down the a trail or a racetrack or whichever. Never never driven one, never had one. So at that point, I was like, okay, what can I get for my price range? And is it going to be any good? So then I'm researching on the forums, uh, you know, what model do I want? Like I, you always hear people talking about Banshees and... Um, and then there's the Yamaha Raptor and then you have so the, you were, the Honda at the, at this point, At this point, you're looking at a two wheel drive. Sport quad. Ripper. Yeah. yeah sport and I'm quad. just trying you to figure out ripper. what, what, uh, what, what, what brand should I purchase? Should I buy a Honda? Should I buy a Yamaha? Um, and what, you know, what's, uh, 
what why why are people driving riding a Honda instead of the Yamaha Raptor? Um, what are the issues that are found in these machines, right? So then, okay, I figured out, uh, you know, Hondas have uh, the more bulletproof motors. So I'll try seeing what's around my area. Found a Honda 450 in White Court. So I drove the the uh, five hours uh, to go see this quad and uh, ended up purchasing it at a decent price at 2500 bucks. And that's at that time, I was looking between $2,000 and $3,000. Uh, moving to a brand new machine. So at this point, now doing payments. I'm, I haven't saved up. Uh, going to get myself into some payments. Okay, how long do I want to be... Like, what machines can I get uh, at a decent price am I, uh, without going 30K into debt? Um, so then I narrowed it down. Okay, I can get... Uh, I'm looking to be around the fifteen to $18,000. The lower, the better, right? Because um, I'm doing payments, uh, you know, five-year term. So now I'm looking at what machines are available. And... Uh, you know, with that it, with money I'm saving, I can then, let's say I'm uh, getting my machine for fourteen five, and I was planning to spend the uh, eighteen grand on payments, but maybe I'm uh, I have some money saved, so let's say three grand saved. Even though I'm not putting it on the machine right off the bat, I want to use those for accessories, so. Uh, what I did was I narrowed it down to a Polaris Razor uh, 900 or the Wildcat 700. And when I did my research, I, I was comparing prices and power um, and, uh, you know, my uh, I had a Polaris before and it was a lemon, so I didn't really want to buy another Polaris. Um, and so I had an Articat sled. I had two of them at that point and they were great sleds. And I was like, well, I haven't found, I haven't had a bad Articat. So maybe I should go that route. And I found a great price on an Articat Wildcat, brand new, had 1.7 kilometers on it. And, uh, uh, that's the route I went. And then because I had saved that three grand, um, to put on accessories, I was a, I then at the end of the day, my $18,000, uh, cut point I had a brand new machine with bumpers and winch uh, a roof and new tires um, for the for the stock bone stock Polaris Razor 900 I would have purchased on payments so that was the, the route I went and but each time I go and purchase something that I haven't owned before I'm always doing research whether it's under payments or I've saved up money in purchasing it I'm looking at, uh, you know, why, what people are having issues with. So then I know uh, when I'm getting into it myself, I know what to look for, especially when it's used. Or if it's new, then I know what maybe I want to change in the future. Uh, I'm all about the money at the end of the day. So um, basically, you're, the big thing for you is price point. Yeah, and what I can get out of it at that price point. Well, that was a pretty big gamble you took there on that Articat because you just said it had 1.7 kilometers on it. That was pretty much well miled out for a Wildcat, <laughs> was it not? 
<laughs> so as I mentioned earlier, we like to rib each other with our machines. Um, yeah. Uh, your machine's been parked at the lake because you choose to park it. My machine was parked in my garage because it broke. But <laughs> that's another story yeah. for another day. Yeah, that'll be a full episode, won't it? <laughs> yeah. If I, that, yeah, that's quite the episode right there, that, 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 that for sure, because... Yeah. Oh, anyways, we won't go. So, there. mine is money, and what I can get for the money. What? How did you choose on the machines that you've purchased in the past? Well, it's a little bit like how I purchase my vehicles. You trade in War- every year. <laughs> warranty, warranty has a big factor for me. Uh, I'm the type of guy. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll do small repairs. I'll do little things. I'll do small maintenance. But when it comes to major stuff, I'd rather just pay somebody else as opposed to me cursing and swearing at it. Um, so for me, warranty plays a big part and the price point as well. I, I'm like you. I'll go online. I'll research this, research that, research that. And what is kind of funny is all the machines that I've ever brought home was always the last one I thought that I would go with. It was always the one that I'm like, oh yeah, there's that one. But I I was always looking at other machines, you know, whether it was the brand or whether it was the the options or you know whatever like that. And then you look at price point and then it can a brand new machine with payments and stuff like that. Um, and then I always end up bringing what I didn't think I would bring bring, bring home. I actually like with my Wolverine that I have now, my Yamaha Wolverine. That wasn't even a machine that was on my list to look at. It was a Can-Am, wasn't it? Uh, no, I was like in between, like uh, for side-by-side, I was like, um, I was really leaning towards a Ranger, you know. Um, I wanted the three seating. I didn't want the four seating because I always thought the four seating, some of them were pretty big. Um, but I was kind of like, I kept going back and forth. Like, I like the Terex 4. Because it, it had the four-seating and it was small. Like, it wasn't long like these other four-seaters. Uh, and then I would go back to the Ranger going, well, what if the family doesn't come out and it's just me riding solo? You kind of got three seats there. It's just little tiny things, right? And I kept going back and forth and back and forth. And, you know, going to the dealership and looking at stuff. And it was actually one of the guys I ride with. Um, actually, two of them, actually. I was out on a ride and he showed up with his new to him uh, side by side. And uh, he was basically, to, I asked, so did you pick that up new? Because it looked like it was in pretty good shape. And he's like, no, he says, I, he goes, to be honest with you, we got this used through a dealership that still had warranty. Nice. So then I was like, what? He's like, yeah, I got this used through a dealership that still had warranty on it. And we were able to purchase an extended warranty with it. I'm like, really? So then my search totally changed. So now I stopped looking at brand new machines, right? So now I started going to the dealerships and say, what do you got that's there that still has warranty? What do you got that, you know, somebody traded in for the next greatest thing? You know, something that wasn't beat up. And I kind of basically, this is the type of driving I do. And lo and behold, online, I seen this Wolverine and, I'm like, gee, I wonder what I could get that for. And just put it this way, the price that they were actually advertising it online. It's lucky I actually, that you got warranty. <laughs> uh, 
Well, that's the thing, right? I was surprised because it's it's an older machine. It's a 2016. And I was able to leave the dealership with that machine. Well, for the price that they were asking for, I was able to get the machine and a trailer because I I'm, was new to the side-by-side -side world. So I, I had to get a trailer. So for I got the machine, the trailer, and a five-year warranty for the actual advertised price that they had online. So I was a, we were able to haggle. We were able to like, you know, and uh, my props to the local dealership here that helped me out. Um, but yeah, to me, it was warranty, price, and I needed a trailer. Um, so they were able to package that all together for me and make me a pretty happy guy. Um, but yeah, I still lean towards protection. It, um, but you're I'm having another have... kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wrong protection. <laughs> but I, I lean towards like, um, if I'm going to be riding and I'm going to be paying for this thing, and if anything major goes wrong on it, I don't want to be the one paying, paying for it. Yeah. I'd rather, you know, I got my warranty. My warranty is going to cover me. So warranty and price really, really, for me, is a big factor. Um, but honestly, I never never even thought about Yamaha because Yamaha to me was one of those ones where it's like they have a phenomenal reputation, but it was the price point. You know, you got the big, you got the big three, you got your, you know, you got your Yamaha, your Can-Am and your Polaris and their price points are, are they're pretty up there. Right. So, and I see how I, you didn't list Articat. <laughs> well, you get what you pay Just for, right? Just left me in the dust. <laughs> yeah, well, you get what you pay for, right? And I already, I already pay, I already paid the price once on an Articat. So, uh, no, yeah, with the Yamaha uh, family has a a Kodiak three fifty, and that thing has been just bulletproof and has lasted for. That's going on for. Oh, 11 years. It's a, either 11 or 12 years old now. And it's still and what's, just going. What's kind of funny is all the reviews you, you about Yamaha, all the reviews, they talk about the CVT clutching and how bulletproof it is, like how it's like bulletproof, the, the, the Yamaha drivetrain. And uh, just to dab a little bit, my problems that I had in the last few months with the machine was the clutching. So... You know, it's now that it's fixed, it's phenomenal. Like it's yeah. it's night and day. Um, but yeah, that but when was it had one issues. It had issues. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but that's the thing when you look at the reviews, right? Uh, Polaris. Like I don't think you can beat the ride comfort in a Polaris. And I'm not talking seats because I know a lot of people upgrade their seats. I'm talking like suspension wise, like. They're a very comfortable machine out on the on the trails, whether it's a quad or a side by side. Like they probably, well, to me, I think they probably lead the market in suspension. Um, for uh, when for I had my sportsman, we have an area down here called the Dunes that's really got a lot of whoops, and I was able to fly down the whoops doing like 40, 50 clicks while everybody else with all their machines were going up and down, up and down, up and down. And when I was hitting these freaking whoops, it was like. I wasn't shaking or bouncing or th getting thrown all over the place. But everybody said behind me, if you could see your tires jumping up and down and up and down and up and down, like he, they were like, yeah, you were going pretty good. So I'll have to say it was really good on suspension for a little quad. And I've sat into Rangers, some buddies Rangers and stuff. And it's like, 
it's got a really nice ride. Yeah. But for brand loyalty, you know, that's one thing that I've found that looking back, I'm actually not, um, as most people are, like you said. Uh, I've never been I, a repeat buyer. I've owned, I, I, I still own uh, Yamaha. Um, uh, I own a Yamaha sled. I've owned Honda quads, own Players quad, uh, and owned own Articats. I just haven't owned anything Suzuki or Can Am. And I've never, I've never been a repeat buyer. I've had a, I've had one Suzuki, I've had one Polaris, I've had one Articat, and now I've had my first Yamaha. I've never been a repeat buyer. And it's not because. It's not because it was a bad it was a bad brand. It's yep. just having this type of model machine. There was things that I was missing that I would have liked to have. So then my next machine was having those extra features that that other machine didn't have. Yeah. Right. So and then now you know now I'm into the side by side world, and uh, now I'm looking at other features that other side by sides have that this one doesn't have. And it's like, it doesn't stop. It's like, you keep wanting to buy more. You keep wanting to get better and better and better. You sure do. So uh, so as it is right now, I'm very, very happy with uh, the deal I got and the warranty coverage that I had. And uh, so far, so good. My next machine, it's going to be hard to top this deal. Um, but my next machine, I do know that... Uh, like, as you mentioned, the family's expanding, so I'm going to have to start expanding the seats here soon. Yeah. So I'm definitely, and with uh, future adventures coming up this summer, and uh, as they progress and going into next season, I'm probably going to need more passenger space um, with our upcoming plans. So. Well, my plan with my next machine, since I've, I still have the Articat, um, it's all paid off and clear. I've put tons of money and accessories into it so i'm gonna most likely keep that so that the my oldest I, I, or my wife can can drive it and then i'm gonna go all out on the next machine i love how you worry about I, I love how you pronounce repairs accessories <laughs> the repairs i had to do was axles and then yes i did have to go in for warranty work on my front a arms i uh they had they had to put in brand new lower A arms on the so on the so machine. all in all all your machines basically for me it's been price best bang for like me it's been a package it's got to be price my my warranty coverage from what you're looking and, for at the time right like yeah. you said you went from an ATV stock ATV Polaris to suddenly a, a Mud Pro Articat because you wanted to go mudding and then you realized wait I want more room. And be able to haul more stuff, so then he went to a side by side, right? Myself, mm -hmm. um, you know, being on all different types of machines from dirt bikes to trikes to quads to side by sides growing up, uh, and side by sides not till being an adult, but um, when I first got my sport quads, because that's a machine I never rode, uh, rid, uh, never rode before, never owned. And when I got it, I realized how much I didn't want it <laughs> because uh, where I'm used to riding, 
just isn't good for a machine with a clutch. Uh, you're always on it. And it was just very annoying. Where And then when I'm visiting my family, they're always out in the muddy areas, 4x4s, right? Two-wheel drive ain't good for a 4x4 trail. Um, so it was just uh, a headache. So I sold that and got the 4x4 quad. Uh, used that until the transmission went out, gave out on me a second time. And that's when I said, I'm done with it and just sold it for dirt cheap to a buyer that was willing to put the work into it. And, uh, yeah, never looked back. So, uh, again, I, in the ways, it's all what you're looking for at that time. Like, uh, for example, um, no, I guess I can't say with that, that for everybody because you see a lot of people that just want the most power available. They see this 168 horsepower razor, 64 inches wide, or even 72 inches wide. I've seen some around the Alberta area. Uh, but there, we don't have anywhere to ride that's 72 inches wide. Those are for the dunes and stuff, right? Yeah, but, you know, you can you can get a couple of straight stretches on them cut lines out there <laughs> yeah, in Alberta. But, <laughs> but you, um... It's, it's not really... Well, yeah, I'll have to agree. Like, some of the machines that are built out there, like... Like, they're just not for... I understand, like, you know, you want power and, and you're going to go race and dunes, that kind of stuff, and you have the wider trails, then, yeah, that it makes sense. Um, now, for my next machine, uh, mine will be more of a sport utility instead of a sport. And because I want to go more into the bush camping with my machine than going fast and being sporty, right? I know what gear I can haul on my, on my Articat now. And then I've, you know, I just threw on a roof rack so I can haul more. So my next machine, uh, one time I was going to go with, uh, either an ACE 900, a single seater or that new Polaris RS1. I sat in the Polaris RS1 and I feel like a little kid in a go-kart, like I, or a little kid in a, in the, when you're first sitting in the driver's seat of your dad's vehicle, because I'm when, so small, like even though I'm five eight, it just feels so big, being in that razor sized machine, but a single seater. I when I first sat in an Ace at the dealership, I sat in and I sat down and I was like, I I don't know. I get the whole the they you know it's a single seat, it's like steering wheel, the whole bit like that, and they got the little roll cage and all that stuff. Because I guess when you feel steering wheel over handlebars or whatever some people are a little bit more confident or whatever and now it's driving a lot more with like pedals and brakes as opposed to uh handle throttles and stuff like that and so i'm you know, I'm thinking like in an ace you'll probably drive a little bit more braver with an ace than you would with a handlebar machine i gotta but say you actually in, have to drive but sitting one. in it i would be like i cannot egress out of this quick enough if the shit hit the fan you would actually be amazed you i'm we have to get you in one that my brother has an ace 570 he's six foot two and that thing is a billy goat it will go places that our side-by-sides do not because you're such low center of gravity versus a quad and you're smaller than the side-by-side it is amazing where that thing goes and then you have the ace 900 that has the power plant of the razor 900 but half the size so you can do wheelies right off the bat. 
you're standing still and hit full throttle, that, that thing lifts off the ground. Um, and then the RS-1, that's a whole other uh, power mach machine, right? You're 64 inches wide, the size of uh, 1,000, but a single-seater. So, but I got to say, the Ace, you know, first sitting in it was definitely weird. But then driving it and seeing where it can go when you're watching someone drive is amazing. And it, you know, when they first came out, they only came out with a 325 and it was more for work and getting users that want, uh, riders to be more, like you said, secure. Um, you are, you're wearing a seatbelt, you now have a cage over you, uh, good beginners machine instead of putting it on ATV where you, when you do start to tip over, uh, you don't have a machine rolling on top of you because you can jump off. Whereas the ACE, you can just hold still and and uh, tip over and the machine, unless you're climbing a stupid steep hill, uh, you'll just tip on your side and someone can come over and tip you back up. They don't, I don't think they make those anymore, do they? The, uh, no, I think they, uh, I don't know about the ACE 900, to be honest. Um... The three three twenty five they don't make anymore. They went so to five seventy. Is what was that class? Is that a side by side or eight or quads class? They well, that wouldn't be under... side by side because you don't you only have the one seat. But the RS one is still listed into the side by side category. Yeah, the RS RS one. Uh, I believe it's under the ATV uh, category for the Ace, but. Um, I think they stopped making them, uh, in 20, 2020 or 2019. So now it's just the RS one, if you want a single seater, because even though a lot of people own them and did a lot of things with them, uh, they, they didn't, uh, go as well as I think Polaris was hoping. And what's funny is when they first came out with the um, Ace 900, I was actually looking to buy a Ace 3, uh, 570 and then take the front end and reconvert it to an A-arm setup. So it was just like an a side-by-side, uh, -side, but single-seater. And then suddenly they came out with the Ace 900, which was full A-arm suspension all the way around. But that didn't go, that only lasted for a couple years. So I just uh, did a quick little search here. So right here on the Polaris website here, uh, Polaris Ace single seat ATV. After careful consideration, Polaris has made the decision to discontinue production of the Ace single seat ATV. The Ace 150 EFI will remain in production to introduce the next generation to ORV. So there, there's basically a kids. It's a kids machine now. So, huh. Well, again, they've got the uh, RS1, 100 horsepower single seater. Man, <laughs> you want to go do some daring stuff? You don't <laughs> leave the. Don't worry about having a passenger. Just get in and go. Well, that's why I, you know, sometimes miss running a quad because. You know, if you didn't want to have a passenger and if you gunned it fast enough, you lost your passenger. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, back to that, that's what, at so one point, knowing, 
last year, not last year, but two years ago, if I would have got a new machine, that would have been one of the two machines, the RS1 or the Ace 900. That's what you would have seen me purchase. Now, two years forward, even though, yeah, they're not making them, but I could have bought one used, right? But that's not what I want. I'm looking at probably the uh, Polaris General or some type of sport utility. But it'd be like the XP version where it's uh, arched A-arms all around, it, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, it, yeah, I think uh, it all depends on where you're at in, in life and what else is new. Like, they're coming out with new models every year and new access, you know. Uh, and then there's the models that are not as obtainable in Canada and are just kind of making a wave, right? So yes. There's all kinds of new brands coming out. There's new manufacturers that have been known overseas. There's manufacturers that are south of the border and they're just starting to spread out, right? So like who had ever thought, like you remember when they made the big announcement that Textron bought out Articat and everybody's like, who's Textron? Yeah. Textron's been around for quite a long time. Well, they purchased Players at one time and created it. What it is today is from what I understand by some research. At one point, they were part of owning Polaris and kicked them off, and then they sold, and then yeah, and uh, a lot they make aircrafts and that. But that was, I think, the worst decision for Articat was I know they're going down a bad path before, but Textron buying them and then turning it into a Textron brand, and then now turning the Articat back to an Articat brand has just destroyed the the name for the off-road machines that, uh, like the sleds always stayed Articat. So those Articat fans for snowmobiles, I think are always going to be loyal to that. But for the uh, off-road ATVs and UTVs, you now have mixed brands out there that they're still called the Wildcat, but they're a Textron symbol. And then now 2021 is coming along and now you're back to Articat symbols. Like... (laughs) It's really messed up in my eyes. Yeah, it's it, it changes too quick. Um, like you said, what I'm eyeballing now, what I like now, what I'd like to go home, what I'd like to bring home now is going to change in a month, two months, or it's going to change when the 2022 models come out. Um, yeah, you like, never know what's coming out next. Exactly. Like being in a Yamaha now and... Uh, learning more about the Yamaha and, and, and reading, you, you know, the YouTubes and following podcasts, stuff of other guys, like diehard Yamaha guys and seeing what other people, because I've done some tweaks to mine, you know, and then boom, like Yamaha surprised everybody this year and brought out that R-Max, right? So it's like every year. And then what about, was it last year when Kawasaki came out with that the their thousand? Yeah, yeah, their KRX, like they blew everybody away. So that thing's it's a like, monster. <laughs> yeah, I, I've have you been beside one? Yeah, I've, like it's, yeah, it's. I'm like I was at the because our local dealership does Yamaha, Polaris, uh, Kawasaki, Argo. Uh, like they, it's just a one stop shop, right? Okay, Except, so like the one in Fort Sass just doesn't do Argo. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's if you want Can Am, you go to Can Am. If you want Suzuki, you go to Suzuki. But everything else under the sun is under this roof. And they had one KRX left, and I was there. And uh, the general manager, he drove it out of the showroom. And the wide berth, like they had to move all the machines out of the way to get this machine from one side of the showroom out to the door 
for the customer. Yeah. And it was like he needed spotters. Well, I think just that because it was a, it was a tight fit in there, but I was standing beside it and I was like, this thing is huge. Like right. it was tall, it was wide, it was long. Like <laughs> I I'm think like, it's like 60 inch, 68 inches wide is the wheel stance on that thing. But I was like, this is a big machine. Like, wow. <laughs> you know, like they should have just probably had the KRX. They should have just called it the Kawasaki Hulk because it, it's a big machine. Like, yeah. I think the t- I think the tires on this thing were 32, 34. Yeah, right off the bat. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I was like. <laughs> just massive. You know, what's next? The Ford Bronco? Like. <laughs> well, you know, my father always says that. He's like for the size of these machines and the price point, he's like, I might as well just go buy a Jeep because I have air conditioning. I have heat. I have a radio. If I want to take off the top, I take off the top. I have a roll cage. You know, I'm I'm set. There's no point to even buying, uh, the, one of these new side by sides in his eyes. He bought his players razor 900 trail for 18 K. Um, still going strong. But, you know, seeing all these new models there, he's like, oh, that looks sick. And then he finds out the size of them, like that KRX 1000, and he's just blown away. He's like, nope, I'll go buy a, I'll buy a two-door Jeep and off I go. So, yep. it, um, uh, it's interesting. And, and, you know, people don't even bat an eye at paying that price. And those, and the people that own those like uh, are owning these machines. Um, that's what like their first machine, you know, like uh, you see all these, a uh, lot of young guys that are, that want that next best, baddest thing. And because payments can be so easy nowadays at a decent price, you know, boom, go get that and hit the trail. So, yeah, I um I'll have to say that uh you know, like uh I haven't seen one of them out on the trail yet. I've seen one leave the dealership, but I haven't seen one out on the trail yet. I haven't um, been on the trail to see one. <laughs> uh, 99 problems and Articat are all of them. <laughs> yeah, it's the owner that's the the problem. My cat's ready to go. Um, at first, like, and one machine that came out that hit the market is when the Talon came out, and it wasn't long. You saw them on the trail, um, like right away. Oh yeah, at- right away. Saw a Talon out here, and I had to go stop in. I'm like, sorry to bother you. I just I want to see this machine, and and if you have a few minutes, I just want to you know ask you a couple questions because I haven't seen one on the trail yet. Um, and here you are. So <laughs> tell me, tell me your thoughts, right? Cause so go ahead. Yeah. So it's like, you saw it right away, you know, yeah. you, you saw it, I saw it. Um, I'll have to say I've only seen one wildcat triple, uh, double X out, out about here. Um, I do not like a, the sound as a, uh, of the triple, but it's like, it's the same engine that's in the Yamaha YXZ yeah. there. And it's like, yeah, I've seen one, and uh, that's another one that's fairly wide, and you know, it almost looks like it's uh, could be a Baja truck. I was uh, gonna say a truck of some kind. Yep. Yeah, but uh, yeah, there you go. So, what we bought yesterday is definitely not what we're gonna buy tomorrow or in the future. I think, uh, I guess, basically the point is, is 
every time yourself or me, it just seems like every time we go in and we want to make that purchase on our new toy, whether it be tracks or wheels or whatever like that, it's, uh, we, we, we never, uh, we, we learn from our last machine or there's something about that machine that, you know, we wish we would have had and stuff like that. So, um, again, I'm still going to true, stay true to my best bang for the buck. And as long as I'm making payments, I, I want warranty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, so, you know, like Kawasaki every now and then when they do their, their big, uh, cause Kawasaki right off the bat, three year warranty, right? So, um, a lot of other places are six months, Yamaha's one year. Um, but every once in a blue moon, Polaris and, and Kawi, I've seen it. I'm not too sure about the other brand. So if I am, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm wrong, please go ahead and correct me out there. Um, but I've seen Kawasaki do a deal where you end up with a five-year warranty. I've seen Polaris do the same thing where you end up with a five-year warranty. I didn't know so, that about Polaris. It's interesting. Um, yeah. So. Uh, you just got to keep your eye out, and uh, if that's your, if you're like me, and as long as you're paying, you 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 want to make sure that you're covered. Yeah, keep an eye out for that. But uh, again, right now, if I were to look into the future, there's too many new things coming out every day. Yeah, there there's some quite new machines that they haven't. It's it, it's almost like on yet, but they're coming. For for I got to be honest. For me, my new machine is yesterday's model. Um, and that's how I, I've kind of been, um, uh, when I got into the Articat Mud Pro, it was a 700 and it was after they stopped making the 1000s, right? Um, the Yamaha Wolverine, I got a gen one. I bought that gen one when the gen two is like basically replacing, you know, the X2 and all that stuff. And then now when I'm eyeballing the X2, they come out with an R-Max, right, kind of deal. Yeah. So and I'm always, to... and it's just like a cell phone, right? You know, the Galaxy 20's out, but I'm I'm rocking a 10. That's my new one, right? When the 10 came out, I was rocking an 8. So <laughs> I'm always a couple models behind. But You know, uh, speaking of being a model behind, I find it interesting how expensive these older models still are being used. Like you'll have a mild out machine of 3,000 kilometers, 5,000 kilometers. And I guess they're not mild out, but still high kilometers. Um, and they're still asking 15K. Do you um, know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, because I, I, I'm the same way. Um, my, my cat is, uh, I, when I purchased it, yes, it was brand new to me, but it was a year old. Um, they already came out with the 2016 model Wildcat Sport, um, but that's how I, I saved my my pennies because I bought a, a year older machine, and uh, and by that point, like you said, you have the Gen One Yamaha, and they already came out with the Gen Two. Well, with your Gen uh, One, you're able to look up on the forums uh, or social media, and if you have an issue people have already most likely had those issues and they can help you out on how to, what to look for or how to repair it. That's a nice thing of getting the older jet generation new to us. And being a couple bottles behind when you want to get into the newer model, your model is no longer worth anything on the trade in. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's it, uh, the industry moves very quick. Technology moves really quick. It does. Um, it's it's almost at the point that uh, 
you know, like uh, do the side-by-sides keep getting bigger or are they going to start making Jeeps smaller? You know, look at the Bronco, right? So, um, well, on that note, if, if we were to keep up every single day, um, we would need a bigger garage yes. and, uh, our pockets would be pretty empty and the wives would probably not be too happy. <laughs> you know, it would be pretty cool though, before we end this, it would be pretty cool to be able to have enough funds to, let's say, have uh, two models that we have in mind, two different machines that we're not really sure what we want, but we have the money to be able to purchase them, ride them, then choose which one we like the best uh, because now we've been riding it for a few hundred kilometers or a thousand kilometers, and then you sell the one that you don't like. And you've now you know for sure that model, you know, that you are really happy with that machine that you purchased, right? Now, not many people have that type of income, but if you did, that would be sweet. I'm pretty sure everybody out there is, if they had the money, they would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and on that note, Sky, on that note right there, if we have listeners out there that would like to chime in on what made them make their purchase, what's important to them, price point, brand, reputation, warranty, feel free. That how, how can they do this? Like if they had money, what would they buy? If they wanted to drop us a line, Sky, what, would they, what, what do they need to do? If you want to drop us a line by keyboard, email us at spitanddirtpodcast at gmail.com, spitanddirtpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to leave us a voice uh, recording, send us a recording at anchor.fm slash spitanddirt. You can go to our platform there and uh, you can actually click leave a message and you can leave a voice recording. We will get a notification. We can listen to it and put it in our next episode. And uh, yeah, again, thanks for tuning in to Spit and Dirt. And we'll see you in the next episode. Just remember, if you're not spitting dirt, you ain't riding. You've been listening to Spit and Dirt. If it's trail adventures, product knowledge or projects from the garage, we're talking about it. With 40 years combined experience, we're off-road enthusiasts, sharing our experiences with all-terrain vehicles on and off the trail. We hope you had fun. We know we did, and we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, you can follow us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram under the name Spittin' Dirt. Till next time.